1: Course will be with you always. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to 20th Century Geek. And I'm going to do a special opening today for something special. Standing in the red corner is the Brahma Bull, the John Bull, the British Beef, Scott Weatherly. And on the other side is Maximilian. Takes it to the Max, Max Byrne. Max, how are you doing? You all right? <laughs> all the
0: better after that intro. What a wonderful billing. I just hope I live up to it. I am fantastic scott how about you sir
1: i'm not i'm good mate i'm very very good you know getting excited for christmas it's that time of year and mm. uh, um we were you and i we had a bit of an early early christmas present a bit of a gift um uh, sylvester's gave us an early gift this year and we're going to be talking about uh the recutting the re-editing the director's cut um of rocky four or now branded rocky versus drago um First thing, it's weird calling it the director's cut because it's clear that the original cut, the theatrical cut, is also the director's <laughs> cut um, um, because it was both directed and sort of uh, clearly edited by Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's go back. Before we get to the, to the new cut, Rocky Four, wh- where has that been in the sort of the pantheon of, of Rocky films and films in general for you uh, growing up? Right up there. It really has
0: to be. You know, as a as a child of the eighties, you know, born October seventy nine, so very much child of the eighties. It's I think you can't be someone our age without being a fan of the Rocky franchise, can you really? I mean, and, and at that time. As- I think, in terms of commercially speaking, it was or was or maybe still is the most popular of the franchise, isn't it? In terms of what it made, it's not the most critically acclaimed, and, and yeah. rightly so because the, you know the, the first is on a different level to it, and I think mm-hmm. Rocky Balboa is as well, actually, and the bookend to the the Rocky uh, the Rocky series. But I absolutely adore Rocky Four. I mean, who can't? It's it's a quintessential '80s gem, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it comes. You know, it's funny they say in sort of uh, some of the bones materials and, stuff, and it's like it, it's so nineteen eighty five. It's un <laughs> unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's that early age of the sort of MTV. It's got like, I mean, it, it is cheesy. You know, it, it sort of it panders to uh, Cold War propaganda, um, <laughs> but also like, even the soundtrack to this film, like. You know, everybody sort of talks about Eye of the Tiger and Gonna Fly Now, which is obviously from the first sort of three films. But this film in itself has got like, yeah. I don't know, seven like, awesome songs. Um, so, yeah, it's an absolute gem. Like, you know, it's one of those sort of like, at one point I would have said classed it as a guilty pleasure. But now I just think it's an eighty. like you said, it's just a classic of the 80s. Oh, it is,
0: definitely. It, it really is. It stands up there with anything from the Stallone catalogue, anything from the 80s catalogue, really, yeah. you know, it is just a, a wonderful film. Yes, it's not high art and no. it, you have to kind of leave, leave your brain at the door when you when you watch it. Um, it's not the deepest of films, although as we'll get to, I think this new cut adds, certainly adds mm. more depth to the mix. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's just so entertaining. Sly, Sly's at his absolute height of his career here in terms of like popularity. He looks a million dollars. The film looks a million dollars. Like you said, it sounds a million dollars. Yeah. It's just, it is just is just great. I could not be a big fan of this film, no, even in no. its original format, let yeah. alone what we've now been treated to.
1: Yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute because you're right. But that original format, like, it's been so... Um, important to me is because like you say that sort of the 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 music you know the vince De cola sort of um the training right. montage and the, and bells i think it's called the one for the fight at the end and then um just all the songs in this. like that the soundtrack is probably just as popular if not more so than the film itself um yeah. and and you know obviously the, the big joke and it's it's it's, it's ironic really because everyone takes the mickey out of it but they're also the ones that are going to be motivated by is the montages in this film
0: <laughs> they are fantastic you can't I, I defy anybody to watch this film and at the end of it not want to start running up a hill or like shadow boxing or something of that nature yeah. it's, it's
1: just it's inspiring isn't it it is like grab you get get the weights out Like dust those weights off let's get some weights going on come on let's get some uh you know what they call it sort of like yeah clanging and banging of the irons um <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it is. It's a. It's the original business film is great, and it, you know, it introduced um, Dolph Lundgren as well, um, and sort of you know, it's, it's one of those. It's sort of, yeah, you've got like you said Sylvester Stallone, top of his game in nineteen eighty five, um, introduces us to Dolph Lundgren, who's like six foot five of like, and well, in this he's supposed to be Russian, but he's Norwegian or Swedish. I, can't I think he's Swedish. I think it? he's Swedish. Yeah, Swedish. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, this, this this sort of massive muscle sort of Swede who then became He-Man. Um, so, yeah, th- this film is just so 80s, and it's so fantastic. Um, and there's a couple of things in it that, like you say, we, we laugh at the montages, we laugh at things, uh, you know, even some of the music. But the one thing that I obviously, everyone remembers, and everyone's a little bit um, silly, but is the robot. Um, yes. Let, let's quickly cover off the, ro- the robot. Um, it, it appears in a single, in two scenes, um, which is why I think they were both sort of edited out. Um, but it's a gift to Paulie. So Paulie is obviously, uh, I haven't given you the, I'm not, I haven't given the plot for, if you don't know it, then I don't know what you're listening to a 20th century geek podcast for, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pauly gets a, ro- a robot as a present. And at one point it sort of suggested that he has, an intimate relationship with it
0: yeah oh yeah definitely
1: um it's kind
0: of dodgy isn't it
1: yeah yeah it's just the part of i've even as a kid like you know when you watch it you're like this bit's too silly i've like, a little bit <laughs> i'm a bit, i don't know about you what were your thoughts did on you, did it ever jump out at you no i
0: mean You know, as we'll we'll, we'll crack on with, Sly obviously massively regret putting it in. And and I think it's just, it's indicative of the time, isn't it? You know, in the film, obviously, Rocky's at the height of his career. He's got huge wealth before the events of subsequent films see him you know, lose it all. But here he's, a, you know, he's extremely rich. He's a multimillionaire. He's the current reigning world heavyweight champion. He's on top of the world. You know, what when you've got everything, what do you buy your nearest and dearest for the birthday yeah. to show how how well off you are? You buy him a, ro- a, a semi-sentient robot. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's It's just indicative of the times, isn't it? It's like it kind of a, yeah. a, a rich man's Johnny Five or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Between yeah, that, Johnny Five, or sort of like, yeah, robots were sort of again were definitely sort of like a, an eighties thing, weren't they? There was that sort of, mm. um, yeah, it, it was very yeah, it pushes it into sort of science fiction, um, but the fact of the matter is, um, you know, um, we the robot is gone. That's one of the things. Um, but did you watch the uh, first before we get to the sort of the reasons? You did you watch the YouTube documentary about the why and and, and going through the the editing of this film?
0: Most of it, yeah. I haven't mm. sat because it's about an hour and a half long, isn't it? It's mm. it's, it's as long as the film itself, which is, it is. something. It's quite something. Um, so no, I haven't had the chance to sit through and watch it all. Probably the, probably the only opening half an hour, something okay. like that. Um, but you really just watching that documentary really does show how much of a labor of love it was for Stallone, wasn't it, you know, I mean, and only through the circumstances of COVID as well, wasn't it, you know, like he said in, um, when we went to the cinema, albeit separately, we got this wonderful Q&A with Stallone Mm. before the film. And he said that it was literally a a circumstance of of COVID, of lockdown where the film, what he was doing got shut down. So he had time on his hands and nothing to do. So obviously he decided, well, if I can't make a film, I'll go and remake a film, so to speak, recut cut a film. And and yeah, the process is fascinating, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it really was. I mean, you, you know, I'm glad you said about that, because to say it was, a, it's, it's, you know, I don't, I don't want to say a bonus of COVID because there's, you know it's obviously a, a you know, massive event and a huge tragedy for many people but like mm. yeah it, it's good that like you know this is the kind of guy that Stallone is like he seems to be one of those people that sees an opportunity and like well if I can't do this I'm going to go do something else if I can't I'm not going to sit about yeah um, uh, you know and I feel that Stallone often gets um, misrepresented you know everyone thinks of him and Rocky because obviously you know he, he he was—he uh, broke he, his jaw. He's got a nerve damage in his jaw from when he was very, mm. very young. So he has that slur and all that other stuff. And so people assume yeah. he's thick. You know. Always, anything but. Yeah. Anything but. And exactly, but the guy, like you know, he's written, he's directed, he's an actor, he's a producer. Like the guy just produces stuff. Like he, you know, he's a machine. Yeah. Um. And so it was like, well, if I can't, like you said, if I can't make a film, I'll go and edit a film. And. and he chose Rocky Four, And I, I love the fact that he was like, yeah, I thought it was going to be like three weeks worth of work, you know, <laughs> like a bit of fun. We'll tighten it up. We'll do this. How long did he say? Was it like nine months? Yeah. Between nine to 12 months, he said, yeah. which is, it's astonishing
0: uh, the, the amount of work because unusually for a, a, a director's court or a, a, a recall, whatever you want to call it, as well as putting it, it was about 30 minutes of new footage, never before seen footage off the It's 40, 43. It's actually, I, I, this is one of the things I'd check. Right. 43 minutes of unseen footage of new wow. footage.
1: Yeah,
0: but let's not forget, he's almost took the same amount out <laughs> of the film as well, yeah. because the running time compared to the theatrical cut is virtually identical. Yeah. So for as much as he put in, he also took out. So that, you know, that in itself just, I guess kind of doubles the process because usually director's cuts, they don't take stuff out. It's, it's merely a case of putting extra stuff in, isn't it? You know, extended yeah. cuts, you know, whatever it may be, Snyder cut or the Lord of the Rings extended cuts. They're not taking anything out. They're adding more to the pot. It's crazy.
1: It it's always, it's usually like you say, those scenes. With like, oh, well, I love this scene, but for time and for this, we, we had to take yeah. it out. So I'm putting it back in yeah <laughs> this yeah this is like a complete re-edit like he's gone back and been like no that doesn't work and, and um <clears throat> so even with this, the, the fight at the end against drago one of the things i loved watching i don't know if you saw this in the documentary uh, as they're going through it he's judging sort of the angle of like right well rocky's throwing a punch at that angle but the yeah. fist is coming in at this angle so can you sort of like can you uh can you pull in and then we can we rotate it and he's doing stuff to sort of like angle them up and that. And yet stuff that I'd never noticed before, like, you know, stuff that like, doesn't really hit you as, as a, you know, as a viewer, like, and this is really, you know, nitpicking, but as obviously as a director and as an editor, like this is things he's picking up on.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and so I think you, you call it labor of love is, is, um, is very good. Uh, way to sort of term it I think because it clearly is it clearly means a lot to him and he's clearly very proud of it as well which you know yeah it, as well he should be yeah um but that that gets to the point before we sort of get into the differences and stuff um do do you think it's a better film
0: than the original cut
1: yes do you think the the, yeah, the director's cut is better than the original cut Tough yes, question. I do.
0: yes I do now Mm. as as i said at the start i adore the original cut and Mm. always will and if this like you said this this was a sort of fringe benefit of a horrific covid situation so in a parallel universe this probably would never have come to fruition we'd still have the original call and I'd have been happy with that because I adore mm. it but when you get a film like this I do think it's a better version I just think it's got more depth on it mm. more more character stuff you know some of the supporting characters get more to do there's more Drago there's certainly more Apollo there's certainly more Adrian as well mm. characters that were um especially Adrian is I think it's very underserved in the theatrical culture She's just kind of there um whereas this adds a bit more depth to her and and certainly the other um, characters I just mentioned. Even Duke, uh, Apollo's trainer, who then becomes Rocky's trainer, he has a lot more to do in this as well. And I think he's just made it, I hate to use the word contemporary because it's not a contemporary film. It's a a film from 1985, which is Mm. very much set, which is very much an 80s film, but it just has a bit more, I think you can hang your hat on, if that makes sense. There's more meat on the bone, isn't there, really? Oh, yeah, most definitely, yeah, most definitely
1: yeah um yeah do you no, think I, it's a better film i do actually yeah i, I, I yeah I, I totally agree with everything you've said um when, when i first came out i was on min and because i think what one of the things to really to really be clear about i think you, you, you know again you've made a good point about this being con- more contemporary is it's still rocky four you know, you don't mm-hmm. lose. There's still the montages. He still he still climbs a mountain and sort of, you know, has, Struggle! And you get all this, <laughs> of, you know, hearts on fire is in there and you got all those great songs. But it's very much a different film. Yeah. With, with a different objective. Um, I think the theatrical cut is designed to be Even he said this in sort of you know that Q and A. He said it, and I think in the documentary, sort of like he designed it to be punchy. Like it was supposed to be sort of like bam, 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 like constantly, Mm. like almost like a Michael Bay thing, you know, that thing of like an edit every three seconds kind of thing, you know. Yes, yeah. It's supposed to be that pacey, Um, and it works in that way. Like it is an MTV generation. It's an eighties music video in the form of a a Rocky movie. This, this version is way closer to the sort of tone um, and intent of the first three.
0: Yeah, it, I agree. It, I agree.
1: Yeah, It leans very much into that drama. And there's some scenes in this, in the new version that I absolutely adore, that when you watch, you're like, oh, I, I didn't know I needed this, but now I've seen it. Like, like why was this not in the first film? Like why did they not use this version? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I think it is a better film. It's a definitely a better version. What, what, let's just start to go through some of those, um, Is there. I mean, from the start, like the opening mm. is very different. Like, you know, one of the things, um, and, and this one's a little bit more contentious for me, uh, because I always kind of loved it. Um, it, it's still there. As again, it's one of those things that's still there, but is the, uh, the, the end that shows you the end of the previous film. So it shows you the end of Rocky three. Yes. Um, and it's a much sort of like meatier version of that as well. Isn't it?
0: It is. Yeah. Cause the original cut starts with Rocky winning the world title back off Club Alang at the end of Rocky three. Yeah. Whereas this starts with him losing the world title to Club Alang yeah. and getting, getting banged out by him. And then you get the bit with him throwing, you know, going to see his statue and throwing his crash helmet at it. And then, Apollo coming to find him in the gym and for him to to train him up. So it's, again, it's, it's all stuff from the third film. It's nothing new, but I think it, what it does is it adds more weight to the Rocky Apollo relationship, doesn't it? It establishes it more because I suppose for people who might, you know, maybe haven't seen the original three films that come before this, I can't think why, but (laughs) maybe they have, it, it helps establish why, you know, the bond between the two and why Rocky would, you know, feel so, Responsible for what ultimately happens to Apollo, mm. you feel so compelled to go and seek revenge in, in the ring against against Drago. Yeah. So I I don't mind it. I think it. I think that bit. I'm not sure whether that's the best bit, best choice of having so much from the previous filming, but I guess that it serves its purpose by sort of establishing
1: where these two men are at. I suppose it is. It's interesting, yeah, because it's clearly there, and this is this is almost like a rocky it's a Rocky uh, conceit that you have to accept. Every sequel has sort of like the last bit of the last film because they are a continuous saga. Like yes, the Rocky story is a Rocky saga. Um, I I sort of like some of this, but again, it's because I've seen the film so often throughout my life, yeah. there was that thing of like, this feels a little bit like previously on Rocky. Um, And I was like, I know all this. Like, I don't need to see this. I know that relationship between rocky and apollo but you are right that it's there for those that probably haven't seen it in a couple of years or or whatever um but in my head you said about the q a there was almost in my head like if it would have been great if there was like a 10 minute montage beforehand that was like a a previously on rocky you know and did that sort of like Mm. a recap of the first three films rather than this um but it does lose one thing that i think is a little sad Okay. Um, but it's, it, it doesn't really lose it because it's still in the third film. One of my favourite scenes is um is after the Club Alang fight, obviously they've healed a bit, and you get the scene of Rocky and Apollo in the ring. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and they're sort of like spiraling, they're sort of like, you know, um, bantering and stuff. And it ends with them sort of, uh, you know, that sort of, uh, you know, are you ready? ready sort of, it rings the bell like ding ding and it ends with them both swinging a punch at each other yes uh, and blends into that awesome sort of like a uh, uh, stylistic p- painting yeah
0: um
1: and so it was a bit like oh man that's that sort of um gone uh, but that then in my mind bleeds into the two boxing gloves coming together um, oh
0: yeah, the American flag and the Russian flag on them. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and again, so that's gone. And when when I noticed that was gone, having seen sort of the things that are gone, straight away I was like, okay, I get what the what he's doing. You know, this is a this is a different tone. Um, and I kind of miss those gloves, but I've still again they're still there. I can go back and watch the other version. <laughs> yeah. Um. But from that point on, I think it very much is um much closer to those original films um but what are your thoughts then about the sort of like the rocky and apollo relationship in this and sort of like leading up to the rocky uh, sorry leading up to the apollo and drago fight because all that's pretty much new isn't it yeah there's a lot
0: more scenes aren't there with rocky and and apollo that there's a scene of them out in rocky's back garden where they're sort of ruminating over it and there's a lot more meat to Apollo in this one because in the first one, he's kind of like, Oh, who's this Russian guy thinks he is, you know, I'm going to bang him out I'm gonna, you know, show him what America's all about. Whereas in this one, they get more under Apollo's skin, don't they? Mm-hmm. Because he's like, they're kind of saying that, yes, it's a patriotic thing or, or at least he's, he's wrapping up his justification for wanting to fight him in patriotism. But really it's about him, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's about him missing that spotlight and 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 it comes up quite a lot through the film about like the way of the warrior or something like that. I think Duke's eulogy is funeral alludes to it as well. Like a warrior has to go out the warrior's way and you know, a warrior with no war to fight, you know, has no purpose. So there's kind of that element to it as well, isn't there?
1: Mm. I I like that. And I like that, the fact that they sort of, um, it feels much more in in line with um, Apollo's character that we've got we've come to know. Yeah, because um, a part of Apollo was you know th- th- there's clearly that sort of Muhammad Ali influence, isn't there? Sort of. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, that idea of sort of like you know the the, the born athlete and is, is also sort of like you know uh, witty and quick off the mark and all that sort of stuff. Like you know, um, I think I also remember sort of. Um, one of my favorite ones, I think it's from Rocky 2, is what you see Apollo doing in an advert. It's like Um be a thinker, not a stinker, stay in school. Um yeah. and there's little little lines like that I think are really cool. Um, and so you've seen that he's quite flashy and he's flamboyant, and he, you know, he, like you say in the first film he came in that he came in the boat and was dressed as George Washington and all that other stuff. Yeah. Um and so sort of like, yeah, to have him to have it be about his need to be seen and this idea of sort of like you know this almost sort of, all yeah, their fear of falling into obscurity and being forgotten um it feels much more aligned to apollo and the fact he, he is then using this idea of patriotism and the cold war as an excuse to get back in the limelight um i, I like um yeah. Uh, and also it's sort of, you know, when you see him getting the ring and he sort of, he does all the massive intro and stuff, but he says that thing, and, you know, he's getting all riled up and like, man, I feel born again. You know, it, it makes yeah. sense. It makes a lot more sense in this one.
0: Um, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Cause he's a showman, isn't he? That's what he's hmm. all about. You know, yes, he was, he was the, the greatest boxer in the world and until he came up against Rocky, he never lost. And he just sort of, I think, lost his motivation or whatever in that first fight and, then Rocky somehow beats him in the second fight yeah. but um you know he's he's regarded as like you said this Muhammad Ali figured like this greatest of all time but he has he's no longer the main man is he you know mm. he's not in the he's not in the mix anymore and that's what it's all about and you know you get this wonderful scene where Adrian even spells it out to Rocky when you know when, when he's obviously been to Rocky's house and, and Adrian's made this comment about you know why do you need to fight? I, just don't want something to happen to you. And then she runs off to the kitchen, which is in the theatrical cut. But then this version, you actually see Rocky go and join her in the kitchen. And they the two of them have a little conversation about it. And she just says, look, I, you know, I see Apollo for what he is kind of thing. You know, I, I love the guy. He's a wonderful friend to us. And I care so much for him. But he's doing this for all the wrong reasons, you yeah. know. And, and, and she even says to Rocky as well, I think she even says to him in that scene, this fight won't happen unless you back it you do know that don't you you know it needs his endorsement as the, the current world heavyweight champion and and all this um and again I think that just adds to the layer of Rocky's guilt doesn't it because yeah. he could have stopped he could have stopped never mind stopping the physical fight he could have stopped it from even becoming a fight he could have talked to his friend down which he just tried
1: to do but obviously he, he can't <laughs> no that's a really good point that this film really does layer in the fact that like it's not just about throwing the towel in the ring like yeah. there are multiple points throughout this film where rocky could have stopped this fight from happening like you say he could he could do, he could have done more to talk apollo out of it mm. and then he like you say he could have like proper blocked it with the commission and said no i want to take on you know, drag or whatever uh, and then yeah. i like say he could have thrown the towel in earlier um uh and uh yeah, it it, it really does layer on that fact that like you know you, you now understand a lot more why like Rocky looks back on this and's is like no this is not, Apollo's death is my fault. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it, it made me feel a lot more weirdly. Like say, this this version this version of the film makes me feel f- makes me feel something different. Right. Um, I have a, a different sort of like emotional reaction to this film rather than sort of like. With the original theatrical version, when when Apollo is killed, like, I'm shocked, you know, you're sort of, like, you're yes. shocked. Because it's so quick. Like, he gets to the ring, and, like, you know, within, a, like, I don't know, it's probably less than a couple of minutes, like, Drago's on him and just pounding the crap out of him, and then you get the big... And then he's sort of, like, you know, the, he leans into Rocky, and he's all bloody. It's like, you know, don't stop this. Yeah. Uh, don't You don't stop nothing. And then, sort of, yeah. um, Drago kills him. And it's sort of, the fight is done within, sort of, like, five, six minutes. Um. And all that banter between that thing about sort of like you know whether this has to happen or sort of the the, the idea of them being uh, warriors out of the spotlight happens literally right before the fight in the dressing room um, and there's a thing where sort of like says you know uh, Apollo says like you know if you don't understand it now, you will when this is over, like you will yeah. when this' over all that's gone because yeah. what they've had is a much more sort of like more was serious but a sort of a much more emotional conversation at rocky's house and you've seen how yes. this actually impacts others um and so sort of when you go into this, you feel that sort of the weight of what this could be going into that sort of the the exhibition fight more or at least I did that sort of felt how I felt
0: yeah definitely there's a more serious tone going into it isn't it because mm. before it's before rocky didn't put much, put up much objection to apollo fighting and then it's all very Joke here before that, and the press conference, and then obviously the the uh, James Brown Living in America entrance into the ring, which we, we do still get. Yeah, and amazing. like you said, this yeah, I'm I, I so if that, that if that had been cut out, I'd have walked out. But I'm so <laughs> glad it was still, and it sounded amazing in, in the cinema setting it as really well, did. didn't it? It, it sounded yeah. huge. Uh, as did the entire film. I mean, it, what a treat to see it on the big screen. Um, but yeah, it the the weight of it bears more heavy before that bell's rung. Um, mm. I don't know if that's the benefit of hindsight because you know what's coming, having seen the film a literal million times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, there's there's a clearer sense of something something bad's about to happen. There's been so much laid on before the fight as, as opposed mm. to, you know, just that bit. But I like the fact that they made the fight. I mean, yeah, he still gets absolutely annihilated. But in this cut, he gets a few more, punches in at least doesn't he 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 doesn't quite get as completely one-sided
1: in this fight there's a there's a few more Apollo punches in there even though he's clearly outmatched well I think he gets at the I think Apollo sort of wins the first round doesn't he really like they they have it where he's sort of like he's dancing around and he's he's like the you know the Apollo we've seen before that sort of um uh you know doing the jabs doing the jabs you know duck and weave you know um, yeah. and all that kind of stuff he's doing his thing and it's not really to the second fight then yeah the, the drago just gets a punch in and just lay like leathers him and then it sort of it starts to turn yeah. um and again because it's extended like it gives one of the things that stallone wanted to do was to give apollo his due um, yes in this fight and it, i think he achieves it like Apollo's journey, in this the start of this film from this thing about you know, the arrogance and being the sort of the warrior, mm. um, and wanting to be back in the spotlight to having this massive pageant, you know, the, the flamboyance coming down on the ball and then sort of like dancing <laughs> with James Dean, and it, it, like you said, it's absolutely fabulous on the on the big screen.
0: Yeah,
1: but it all feels there's still that sense of like ominous. A dread like you know it, again yeah. like maybe it comes with with meta knowledge because we know what's coming but it feels a bit more loaded watching this version um and then like you say it starts to go well and when it turns it it's that thing of like oh shit the shit just got real <laughs> um uh yeah yeah um but yeah no what so, you know so you like this version of the fight then
0: yeah, I, I I just think it it just makes Apollo look stronger, which mm. is is how it should be. But at the same time, doesn't make Drago look like any more of a any less, I should say, of a monster. No. <laughs> which is no. which is what he which is what he is. Um, they do make Drago, I think, as well in this film, slightly less of a Frankenstein cardboard cutout as well, don't they? He has slightly more to say, mm. and you know, he, I guess again again, I think it's the benefit of hindsight where. He, where we've all seen Creed 2 and what becomes of the character in the time between this film and when yeah. you find him in Creed 2 with his son you know i think it, it it's hard to say he's, he's a more sympathetic character in this court because at the end of the day he kills apollo <laughs> and and still says that line if he dies he dies which you know it's, it's obviously, he didn't mean to kill Apollo in the ring. He, you know, it's no. a boxing match. It was a boxing match in the day. He meant to knock him out and yeah. brutally, brutally beat him and lay down a marker to the world about you know what he was, what he could do. It didn't mean to kill him, obviously. But then the fact that he's so unremorseful about it, and so you know, if he dies, he dies, it, which is a, yeah. it's an awful thing to say. But there's other little beats in this film where they just give Drago slightly slightly more to do a little bit more dialogue where it just makes him seem less of a robot i think
1: yeah i think actually to me um there's two things i want to mention about the fight and this is one of them is i actually think they make him more of a villain um because in the in the original theatrical cut, like you said he's very robotic he's a representation or he's a sort of like a, a puppet of, of the russian state you know he is there as a propaganda machine like, you know he's this perfect russian right. athlete and as you, as you said, when they give him more dialogue in this, one of the scenes is at the end of the fight, and I think it's great. They ask him, and he says that sort of thing, like, you know, if he dies, he dies, and he has all that dialogue. But there's also this moment where he says about, um, I will show the world, and the world will know my name. And he's like, Drago! Yeah. Drago! Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> and then you see that the reaction from his sort of, like, his boss, like, his handler, and yes. his and his wife, uh, Bridget Nielsen. And they're like, They're pissed off, and they walk out, and it it shows that sort of like there's this arrogance in him. And what I think is really interesting that um, that it makes him more human because you you realise at that point that the reason he's doing this is exactly the same as Apollo. Yeah, like you know, and and so there's this there's this sort of this warrior's way, and like you say, so it's not it's it's not that he's not a villain; he still is like you know Ivan drago is still a bandit very much so but you realize that he's no better or no worse than than uh, Apollo. you know he's doing this for the celebrity like he wants to be recognized he wants his name to be known so yeah you know it sort of makes him sort of the same thing this idea of this warrior's way and sort of being recognized and adored um, and I kind of love that I do find I, that that really works for me. Because uh, it yeah. makes that fight and it makes Apollo's journey sort of more real as well. It's not just him. There's only, even the, even the opposition is, is, has got that, um, you know, Drago's got that drive as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, no, I get that. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. What One other thing that's interesting as well, that I noticed in this thing that's, that's not been made a, a big deal of, but I think makes a bit of difference is in the theatrical cut, when uh, Apollo's taking his beating and just before he dies and he, he leans mm. in and says that, you know, um, don't you do it? And he's all bloody. Yeah. And, and Rocky pauses before throwing the towel in. Yes. It cuts to Duke saying, "Throw in the damn towel!" And he gets all yeah yes. <laughs> That's not in the re-edit. The the no. Duke is not is removed from the from the thing. He's there at ringside and everything. And yeah. He's all part of that. But this decision to stop the fight is completely down to Rocky. And again, I like the fact that they've removed any of their influence. It's just down to this was Rocky's decision. Uh, and again, I think it adds to that thing you were saying about the guilt. Like It, it rests squarely on on uh, rocky shoulders. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just little touches make a lot of difference in this film. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it, it's not, although it's
0: been so drastically re-edited, the same hmm. through storyline is pretty much the same. But they just add these wonderful beats that just give you more to grab hold of, don't they?
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. Every 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 character in this is just gets more time, but gets more fleshed out. Um, because there's a couple of the scenes that you get a scene with Rocky and the um the boxing federation or the boxing commission. Yes. um, And they're saying like, no, like you cannot fight Drago. Like, you know, this (laughs) we've already lost like Apollo. You know, this is ridiculous. Like, he's he's never had a. a, a truly professional fight, like you know, he's not. We're not putting um, the title on the line. That's ridiculous. Yeah and, yeah, and he just sort of walks out. And I kind—I of, like that scene as well.
0: I do, yeah. Because it in in the first film, it's the first film, the original version, I should say. When he's he's doing the press conference that announces his fight Drago, there's like a, some a montage of paper clippings over it. One of them mm-hmm. says Rocky. Rocky gives up title to Five Face Drago. so you learn that but it's never mentioned but you learn that he's he's literally vacated the world title he has relinquished the world title to, to, allow him, to allow him to have this fight because yeah. c- he's no longer at the beck and call of the boxing commission uh, but it's a great scene isn't it with, with yeah. you know with that room full of the the boxing commissioners because it just you know rocky's you, not even there Rocky's not even there like demand making demands as such he barely speaks he's so quiet he's monotone he's emotionless you just get this sense of he's completely focused now on what he needs to do you know we've just come from that wonderful funeral scene as well mm. which has so much more in it you get this wonderful eulogy from Duke and Rocky as well In the, I think in the original film he, he says a few lines and puts the belt down on the grave but in this version he properly breaks down in sobbing tears doesn't he
1: yeah yeah, which is I would say which is a brave choice because Stallone isn't good, uh, you know the Stallone crying isn't good. If anyone's ever watched First, first Blood, um, yeah. <laughs> whilst I love the ending of that film, it doesn't always, you know, unless you really know what's going on, like it doesn't kind of play well. So yeah. it's a brave choice, but it works. Like it works. Like you know, he says like you, you were my mentor, you are my brother, like you brought you gave me the opportunity, like everything I have, I owe. To Apollo, and it sort of hits home. You're like, yeah, you yeah, know that. It's true. You know, he was picked at random and given this opportunity, and it's sort of like it worked. Um, so yeah. And then the funeral scene is also sort of, uh, but it leads to like you said, you said about um, um, Adrian and Adrian have, has a bit of a sort of a through line of this as well. Because like, at the funeral, she's the one that says, you know, you you this was not your fault. Yeah. You know, like he made his decision. You, know, you are not responsible for everything that this guy did, mm-hmm. um, and and then obviously it carries on. Uh, but when he does, make, you said about this sort of vacates the title and they sort of choose this this fight's going to happen in, in in Russia on uh, December the twenty fifth. <laughs> um, he goes home, and that confrontation between uh, Rocky and Adrian on the staircase,
0: yeah,
1: is heartbreaking in this version. <laughs>
0: um, it is, isn't it? But I'm, I'm glad, though, that they put in like, um they put in a scene because in the original cut, they have, they, like you said, they have this conversation on where she basically says to him, literally says to him, you can't win. Yeah. You know, she, she thinks he's basically going there to die. And then the next time you see her is when he's leaving to go to the airport and she's just kind of peering out the window. Mm. And he, I always thought, oh, "That's has bit cold that that's cold for Adrian. Yeah. But whereas in, the, in this version, you get this little scene where after he said goodbye to his son, she comes up to Rocky in the bedroom and literally grabs hold of him crying, saying, please, I don't want you. She begs him not to go, mm. doesn't she? Crying. And he comes up with that line about, I've never asked you to, stop being a woman, so please don't ask me to stop being a man, which I think he used in one of the earlier films as well. Um, but I like that because it just, it makes a, it redeems Adrian Myers, because I always thought that was a really cold thing of her to do, to not, to say that to him, and then you, as an audience member, you let like, you think there was no reconciliation between mm. them, until the point she turns up in Russia midway through the training and then, you know, they're back together. But I always thought that was really cold of her, but I, I do like the fact that they've made her Seem more of a, a loving, supporting
1: wife, at least, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I always think this that, um, you know, because everyone talks about sort of like you know, when we're talking about Sylvester Stallone, we're talking about Carl Weathers, you know, sort of like there as, as Apollo and Rocky, as big, talked about Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, the, the the presence of Talia Shire in all of these films, um, cannot be understated. Yeah. Um her adrian is so essential to why rocky works yeah um and I, you know i kind of love sort of like rocky and adrian together as a as a, as a couple like you know what do they call it? like a raci- relationship goals like you know sort of <laughs> they, they seem like a legit couple that you know they have like little jokes with each other and and they, they're clearly you know there's a clear chemistry between you know between them and it's it's um, it's, it remains loving and it's, 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 it feels touching. So when you have those breakdown moments, um, you know, it, it feels tough. Um, and, and that, that, that scene on the, like I say on the staircase, but like you say the woman, she comes to him and sort of like, you know, she really is begging him. It, it is quite difficult uh, to watch. Like, you know, she's very good again. Um, she's a wonderful actress, Talia Shire. She yeah, really is. She really was excellent. And, and, um, I'd, I'd just go back to that sort of thing on the on the staircase because again, it's one of the scenes I think Stallone spent a lot of time re-editing because he, 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 it's longer, it's much yeah. longer, and again, it has this conversation of sort of like you know, you know, about why has he done it, like you know, what has he considered the consequences, and it's she, she still says the line like you cannot, you can't win, mm. and it, but in, and that was the end of the last one, but like that, it's not the end of this one. He sort of, he says a bit more, and then they just sort of like. There's this lingering moment of just them, them like looking at each other when you sort of know yeah this is an impasse like you know yeah. um, and then it goes into the sort of um, no way out montage, which again is re-edited um, great great song I love um, that song um, I always sort of it it's a turning point for me in this film because that's when like after that then it sort of becomes uh, you get like turning you get, you, get, you get no way out, burning heart you know, so on and so forth, and sort of um, it, it get all the songs from that point. But, yeah, no, it, it, it comes again with this weightiness that him going to Russia, the, you know, um, that ominous dread that was sort of like lingering in the beginning in the lead up to the Apollo uh, Drago fight is just ramped up in the second half because of these sort of these moments at the funeral and this, this confrontation. And then you said, as you said, that final begging scene where she's like, you know, don't go. Um, it really does add some weight again to his decision to fly to Russia and to take on Drago. Um, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Especially cause we've, we've, we've seen what Drago can do in the ring now as well. So we've seen that he's, you know, he's a, he's a literal killing machine in the ring. So yeah. again, it just, it, just adding those bits to it just helps to stack the deck against Rocky and make it seem like even more of an impossible task that he's about to take on. Mm -hmm. You know, he's about to, you know, go into the literal lion's den against this guy who's, who's a lot younger than him and about a foot taller than him (laughs) (laughs) and like, you know, scientifically enhanced to be this sort of perfect fighter who hits harder than any other fighter and, you know, is it, it, literally unstoppable. But um, it is great because it, it it just makes what comes later
1: all the more sweeter, I think, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, very, very little has sort of changed. There's been tweaks. There's editing tweaks, but very little has changed sort of with the the second half. Once they hit Russia, um, you know, like you say, it, it, it's all those same beats. Um, and there's just some minor Sort of edits with. I think even some of the montages have got slightly different. Sort of some of the edits in the montages are slightly different. Um, yeah,
0: there is. There's some little bits of scene scenes in the in the in the training sequences that i would hmm. never seen before. Little bits and bobs, but nothing major. No. I suppose the, the 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 biggest scene of that sort of whole sequence is when he's just landed in Russia and they have this whole conversation with the Russian handlers don't they and um, they're asking when are the sparring partners going to turn up and and they're like oh there is no sparring partners you know I I don't know anything about sparring partners because I always did wonder why he never actually did in this whole training camp he's doing all this stuff to toughen him up and doing these Herculean feats of weightlifting and and these insane sit-ups and things like this i always wonder why he, he does actually very little boxing training yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. in, in the montages i was so well, you know why is he not in there working on his boxing uh but obviously this explains why
1: yeah it does because again like you said because in the montage you see that drago is drago has like you know you see him knocking uh a couple yeah. of sparring partners to the ground uh, but yeah it makes a point like yeah um and it's poorly doesn't it says so sort of like you know uh, when the spy, when the spy partners go, and sort the, like the Russian says, "Like you know, I'm, don't be talking about? We would, ne- you know, everything you've asked for is here." Yeah. Um, and it does. It adds to that line of sort of like what Rocky says. He says, "Don't need him anymore." Like it's not. Mm. Um, it shows like he's just just focused on this one thing, like in, in his grief. Like he doesn't want to punch anyone else other than Drago. Like that's all. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I suppose that the training's more about i suppose he's at that point he's the world heavyweight champion so he knows how to box I yeah. the training the training is all about conditioning and and putting himself at the absolute peak of his fitness and be toughening himself up and all the rest of it so he can mm. take the punishment that we all know he's gonna take in the fight because he takes so much it's untrue um yeah. <laughs> so i guess it's you know it's about it's about getting tougher isn't it i suppose rather than working on your boxing skills because you if you're the world champion, your skills should already be on
1: point, I guess. Exactly, yeah, yeah. As you say, it makes him tough like his It's a, and it's 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 related to it. It's highlighted by um, Drago later on, is in a great line. It's in the in both cuts. which is, you know, he's not human. He's a he's, he's like a piece of iron. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> which is which is great. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you yeah, know, the montage is great. The music is still fantastic, and you know, one of my favourite that the training montage. Uh, The music is awesome, Uh, you know, with him running up the mountaintop and all that sort of stuff. It's still, you know, um, I don't know about you, but like when I was in in, in all this bit, from this bit and all through the fight, the screening I was in um, was relatively busy. Um, In fact, I had a bit of a a a thing. The one I went to was cancelled because the the projector had broken. And my replacement one I'd gone to, uh, or they, they they offered me had like one seat left and it was the largest cinema in um, in the Tamworth this is this was in in the Tamworth Odeon Locks and it was their largest screen they'd put it in and there was one seat left wow and I was like I don't know I'll go to another one it's fine so and I did um, luckily near home and that's a, it's a much smaller cinema but it was still really busy so this thing did business uh, when I went to see it. But when I was watching it, the moment the montage started, like, it was predominantly blokes. By the way, I think it was like there be like, been like forty people in there. I think there was one woman, and even then, I think her, <laughs> yeah. I think her husband had lied to her about what they were going to go see. <laughs> um, but it was clear that my audience was well into this. But the moment that sort of like um, uh, burning heart starts and that sort of thing, like um, people in my screening were were, were were quite into this. What about yours? What about the screening where you were? It
0: it was about half full, I would say, um, mm. so it wasn't packed. But the cinema I go to is never busy, which is kind of strange. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it, let's face it, it was a captive audience, wasn't mm-hmm. it? You know, you, you, you're not going to get people going. Oh, I've never heard of Rocky Four. I'll, uh, I'll get that a go. <laughs> Everyone knows what Rocky Four is, so they know what they're going to get before they've been to see it, because. Um, I guess they already have seen it in, mm. in, in, its original, in its original format. So then, like you said, there was not many um, females in that, <laughs> in that auditorium. Everyone had a Y chromosome. I think uh, there they might've been a couple of ladies in there, like you said, dragged, dragged along by their, uh, the husbands or, or boyfriends or whatever. Um, But yeah, it, it, you could feel the atmosphere in the room mm-hmm. lift when yeah. we got to that point. Yeah. Because, You can't help but be swept along on the euphoria of it, you know. Just, I defy anyone to not sit in a in a cinema screen with perfect booming sound, big HD screen, all the rest of it, all the bells and whistles, and see sliced, (laughs) sliced, sliced, alone. Do these training montages of it where he's absolutely ripped to shreds. He looks a million dollars, and he's just doing these insane. Exercises, you know, some of this, and it's not all him doing it as well. Let's face it, it's not, he's not got some like um stunt double, body, yeah. stunt double or body double yeah. doing these upside down sit ups or those that crazy thing where he's on the bench on his back, he lifts his legs straight, Bloody points yeah. his legs straight out and, and sort of holds them at a 45 degree angle, yeah. While uh, while Duke's going, no pain, no pain, yeah. Um, it is just. I, if anyone doesn't want to just punch the air when that happens, then you, you, you're dead inside. As far as I'm concerned, you you've given up on life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, the atmosphere definitely sort of went up a notch then for yeah. that. Like you said, as soon as it hits Russia and it is just one big, you know,
1: macho fest then for yeah. half an hour, isn't it? <laughs> just testosterone thrown at the screen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So uh, it was, it was a really good atmosphere. so when, when we're coming into the, the, uh, that that last fight, the the, the big fight, uh, and again this is Atlanta. So the, I was sat next to a, guy, like a couple of seats away, but there was a guy sat next to me, and we'd had a chat beforehand. And there's a moment I was I was just sort of like I was watching it, and I looked over. because I was looking around the audience. I like sort of to see how people reacting. And there's a moment as they walk into the ring, and Paulie sort of has that speech. You know, he sort of says to him, sort of like you know, um, about he admits, like, you know, yeah, I'm a bit of a loser, I'm a bum, but you kept me around, you showed me respect. Um, you know, you're a good guy, Rocky. If I could mm. unzip myself and step out and be anybody else, I'd want to be you. Yes. It feels like, it feels a bit silly, but like, you know, um, Paulie's given it his all. Like the guy sitting there was like, I swear there was a like glistening in his eyes. Like the dude was getting welled up. And um, it, it just goes to show me like, how important or how much like this film means to people. You know, it gets, like you said, it has been critically panned at times and people joke about it being a silly one, but like it clearly means something to people for, you know, and these characters do as well so um i just thought that was interesting um,
0: it does though doesn't it i mean you know let's face it rocky's been around since 1975 yeah. and you know and creed 2 was what three four years ago something mm-hmm. like that so he's been around for 40 something years and yeah. you know maybe we'll maybe we'll see him again maybe we won't who knows um but the character just enjoys like you said it, it he, he is literally just a massive part of popular culture. Yeah. Everybody knows who Rocky is. Even if you've even if you never seen any of the, the six films, or I guess eight films, if you include the two creeds, even if you've never seen a single frame of them, everyone knows who Rocky is, don't they? Mm. Everyone recognises the um, Gonna Fly Now music. Everyone recognises yeah. the tiger. And everyone knows what it's from, even if you've never seen it. It's just so ingrained in popular culture. And yeah, like you said, it's, you do. You you almost do get a sort of lump in the throat when he's he's coming to the ring with Paulie because Paulie is a, a a knob really in the end, of the <laughs> yes. day, isn't he? He's really a, is. and, uh, yeah. yeah, and he's actually one of the characters who's who's probably underserved by this new cut because you get a lot less Paulie. I guess because mm-hmm. they cut they cut the robot out, which means a lot. No yeah. robot means a lot less Paulie. So he he actually says next to nothing in this film but mm. they kept that bit they kept that bit in and I'm so glad they did because it's just this wonderful moment that Rocky, Rocky Balboa is like this dangerous man in the ring he is like you know he's a beast in the ring he's a he's a mm. little animal in the ring but outside the ring he's anything but he's a wonderful person he's soft generous yeah. good-hearted wonderful guy so I love that because it just shows that there's a there's a human being but then there's also after Paulie says that there's this guy who's going to actually go in there and tear apart this, this inhuman monster. It's brilliant.
1: Yeah. Like, like, literally go into war. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously that brings us to the sort of the final fight. And uh, again, it's, it's been re-edited a slightly. It's still, it's still very much hits those beats. You know, the song bells is in there and it does all the bits and pieces. It's got the slow-mo with the freeze frames and all that kind of stuff. Which I love It's all really well done. Um, and it is still great it's still a really well choreographed fight Um,
0: it is it is I can't again I defy anyone not to just be just just to love it it's incredibly unrealistic at the end of the day it is because you know in in boxing matches you don't block punches with your head you know know, I've never stepped in a box ring but I like thinking if I did I'd sort of not just sort of want to block someone's incoming fist with my face or the top of my head like Rocky does in this fight. Mm-hmm. Um and also the number of times Rocky gets knocked down in this fight means it would have been stopped. Yeah. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have gone to the 15th of the final yeah. round for him to for him to knock Drago out because it would have been stopped. Yeah. Um you know both guys are, are completely busted up by the end anyway. But it, it I just I could watch that fight over and over and over again.
1: Oh and I have <laughs> like the official version like yeah. <laughs> As you say, sort of like you know, it's not just knocked to the ground. In some cases, it's, it's like blasted across the ring, like you know, it's yeah. Um, yeah. But again, the choreography in this fight, uh, and again, like I, say, I do recommend anybody what who what, uh, and again, Max, if you get a chance to go back and watch the the YouTube documentary, because there's yes. a moment towards the end of that when he does talk about like they're editing the fight, they actually go through some bits and pieces. And he talks about like why they chose certain angles and why they sort of like, you know, he says like the the, the camera is never in the ring unless it's like an absolute extreme close-up. Like, you know, yeah. you never get like mid shots within the ring. It's all uh, extreme close-ups or outside the ring.
0: Yeah. He says they
1: wanted to have that, you know, uh, separation. Um, and he talks about the fact that like, they're not really hitting each other, you know, they're sort of like, you know, they, they are making contact in on several occasions. And obviously there's the oh, story yeah. of how... Dolph Lundgren um, bruised rocket, uh, Sylvester Stallone's heart um, <laughs> with a punch. Did you not know that?
0: I, I've heard that he got busted up in the fight. Yeah, I didn't know he had a. I didn't know he had a bruised heart. Though. He
1: tells the story I... in, in the documentary. So he, yeah, uh-huh. he, they, it, it was I think it was like day three. Like they've been doing it for like ten days because this was the first thing they did. This was the first thing they did was the final fight, and they were yes after that, and. Um, yeah, he said at one point he got hit so hard in the sternum he sort of, they left the ring. He thought he, was, he felt ill, but he said he thought he was fine. They he got home to the hospital to the hotel, and then like, he was feeling really bad, and he was in the intensive care for two three days <laughs> with a, a bruised heart. Jesus
0: Christ, mm-hmm. that's what so, you call suffering for your heart, isn't
1: it? Yeah, and apparently like, Dolph was really upset. It was just like you know, uh, sorry like you know, don't fire me. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, you know, crazy. Uh, and as you say, suffering for that, like, you know, that final fight, as you said, I, I, you know, it's interesting that people talk about sort of fight choreography and sort of, um, they talk about, you know, action movies and, and sort of, um, superhero films and all this other stuff, martial arts films. And I don't think like the Rocky films get enough credit for the, some of the boxing, mm. some of the boxing choreography. And I think this is incredibly good. This one, um, but yeah, it is. It's incredibly lifted. They changed. There is there is a bit of a change there to the ending of this, which is really interesting. Um, the, the couple of things is firstly like in the theatrical version, obviously they have the kid back home. They have his son back home with some of friends, being babysat by a robot. I'm so, <laughs> yes. so so clearly that's why that's gone. Like so, we want to get rid of all that, which I'm glad about anyway. Because obviously he mentions his son, and they've cut that from the the end speech. Um. But the other thing that's interesting is in the in the in a theatrical cut, like the crowd gets all behind Rocky, don't they? Sort of like you know the crowd yeah. sort of starts they stop chanting Drago and they start chanting Rocky, and um, and you have like the Politburo right? and it's Gorbachev um, yes. sat at the top. Um, and in the theatrical cut at the end of it like he stands up and applauds and he sort of joins the sort of thing and it's it's this idea of like you know if you if we can change and you know and you can change everybody can change yeah and it's supposed to even that you know rocky has even brought around even brought around that the russian government are now sort of like you know clapping for an american um and i've always thought that was really cheesy but in this one they don't and I like the fact that in this one, they get up and storm out. And it's quite clear from the look that Gorbachev gives, or at least one of one of Gorbachev's chiefs gives um, Drago's handler, sort of like, you may not see the morning. <laughs> like um, that reaction uh, of them storming out. Yeah. And, and obviously because Drago sort of kicked off and sort of said, like, you know, yeah, yeah. In that sort of, I like, fight for <laughs> myself. Yeah now makes a lot more sense when you watch creed 2
0: yes um it does doesn't it yeah in terms of mm, where, how the how he was treated just for losing that fight and what became of his life
1: mm. yeah like you know it now makes a lot more sense why his wife left him straight away and everything else that happened is because like yeah, the polypure the government turned their back on him at the end of that fight um yeah. so you know i could imagine that like in creed 2 there's a great scene where like a um, Drago turns up at uh, at Rocky's uh, restaurant, Adrian's, and they have this conversation, and he says, like, no, I lost everything overnight. And, you know, you say that, don't you? That's sort of like a a bit of a thing. But I can completely imagine that that's exactly what happened. Like, the day after this fight, like, he could be in hospital or whatever, and they're like, no, we've stripped your rank. Um, You know, you're no longer representing this country. You're a disgrace. You know, everything's gone. Like, the next day, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened um and then his wife would have left him and so on and so forth so i completely get it like it, this film makes me feel go oh okay like you know like drago may be more arrogant and, and and you know wants the limelight which is now what we see it but like him wanting to do that is actually dangerous in
0: yeah
1: in the world he works and lives in um, i don't know what you, if you, if you have any thoughts on that yeah I, I you know i didn't really sort of thought that much about it but yeah I completely agree
0: with what you're saying yeah it's it's an interesting it was all sort of jingoistic at the end of the original wasn't it like you yeah. said with the the Russians sort of siding with Balboa which which never would have happened anyway yeah. in real life it's it's absurd um but yeah it, it kind of makes more sense for it and it ties in and make becomes more uh can is it what's what i'm thinking of can, canon canonical mm. can, canonical yeah. How you, yeah. canonical that's it forgive my pronunciation yeah. um with like we said with how it becomes for creed too so it's more consistent mm. um that they, he would have been treated like that and there's a wonderful humanizing moment for drago uh, uh, again a new bit at the end of the fight is the, the original foe ends with rocky sort of you know saying happy Christmas to his kid and, and down the television set. And then he celebrating the ring. But here we see Balboa and his entourage leave the ring.
1: Mm. And as
0: he's leaving the ring, he goes past Drago. And they touch gloves, don't they? Yes. They, they touch gloves. Balboa goes to him and, and touches his glove as a mark of respect for a, a, an amazing fight, which definitely wouldn't have happened in the original. So again, that's just that interesting beat there. And Drago doesn't sort of, Look offended or take exception to the fact that Rocket touching gloves it, he seems quite willing to do it, mm. um, and I really like that touch as well. It just makes, it brings the fight back down to a more human level, doesn't it?
1: I, I yeah, hundred percent agree. I think I you know the original ending has him sort of been like hoisted in the air, doesn't it, with the American flag and you know yes. doing all that sort of thing, holding yeah. that up, and it's all like you say, very jingoistic and very patriotic, and that's the final frame. That's the bit that the. Um, yeah rocky four ends on the original yeah but with this one that's all gone like there's a bit that the flag so he's got the flag draped over him and he gives the speech but then when he leaves the ring he's wearing the balboa um uh, i was gonna say dressing gown but like you know the the ring robe yeah um and it's it, yeah it has him walking past and I, I do like that moment um like you say where they touch gloves and it is that acknowledgement of our beef is over you know, like you know, the, yeah. you you fought and I fought, and it's over and done with. Um, at least for them, you know, sort of like thirty years of bitterness. Can can change someone's opinions, but um. It's uh, yeah, no, I do. I like that moment, and it ends like I say. The freeze frame in this one is then, um, them walking backstage, and it sort of freezes on them walking out, which is great. Um, yeah,
0: it makes it not less of a political maneuver that the end of the original film was with him saying about how we can all change and yeah the Russians adore, adore him. And it's about, you know, uh, uh, American Soviet relations in yeah. the mid eighties yeah. and all that it and Here it breaks it back down to it's two men fighting in a ring at the end of the day, mm. you know, Balboa is not fighting for his country here. He's not fighting for America. No, he's not. He's fighting for the, to honor his his fallen comp his fallen friend he's not fighting for his country he's not out there representing america on the international stage he that's what it's obviously drago's re, very much representing russia yeah. bobo was not there to be mr america he's there to go and knock out the guy who killed his friend so i yeah. like that it breaks it back down to this is two fighters in a ring it's not it's not political power. it's not the american government against the Russian government. It's none of that. It's, it's just two hands fighting. it's
1: better. There's two guys trying to kill each other, in the, you know, there's two guys trying to kill each other in the ring. But that's better than four million out there. Um, you know, and it, it sort of says that. But it's still, it's about this personal grudge at the end of the day. Like that whole political thing feels tacked on. And so, I yeah. like the fact that they minimise it, and it it ends on that note. Um, but ending on that note also feels like it blends better with Rocky Five as well. Now, that's not going to say it makes Rocky Five a better film. <laughs> Um, but Rocky Five starts with him backstage, doesn't it? It starts with him, and he's in the shower, and he's, his hands are shaking and stuff. Um, yeah. And it feels that the, the tone is much more of a continual piece because, again, like you know, if you know, you've got meta knowledge that like you know that yes, this this fight, you know, he won this fight, but it comes at a cost. Um, and so, yeah, it's sort of it, again, it feels like it blends better with that film. Yeah. Um, I do, yeah. It's, again, it's just more, it's more human. The entire
0: yeah. film is like that, you know, the, the film is more human. It's less, it's less bombastic than the original. Yes, it, it's, it's a, a great you know, description. Yeah. Yeah. You, you made a brilliant point earlier where you said it's very much MT, MTV generation, this kind of film. It's like a music video writ large, you know, extended to mm. 90 minutes. Whereas this just, yes, it's still got all that. Of course yeah. it has. He's not, Sly's not reinventing the wheel here, let's be clear. But it just get the whole film from start to finish and like that very end there with the two fighters. It's more humanistic. It's, mm. it's slightly more grounded, I think, than the original cut. And it's all the better for it, in my opinion.
1: at least. No, no, I agree hundred percent. It seems to say, that you know, we, I think you and I um, have uh, enjoyed the Rocky saga, um, you know, oh, yeah. from, from Rocky to Creed two and, um, uh, you know th- this is a, it's a new, en- not a new entry it's, a, it's a, a reimagining of an existing entry and it just provides something more and I'm, I'm I'm so sort of grateful that Stallone was able to do this and was given this opportunity because it really does it breathes new life into this film and gives you an alternative take that I think fits better into the to the canon um, of everything so um, and it's interesting like I said we both came out liking it I think I think those audiences, mm-hmm. But the I saw. I don't think I saw anybody complaining when I was leaving. So, no, um, no.
0: I, I I don't see how anybody would. I I'd I'd really like to find someone who prefers the original cut and and have them explain to me why. Mm. I mean, again, again, it's not. There's nothing wrong with that. It's again, it's it's art. It's all subjective. There's no right or wrong way to to view something. Everyone can like what they like. Mm. But I, I'd really like to see why someone wouldn't prefer this cut to the original why did long why did long for the stuff that was in the original that's no longer in this at the expense of the stuff we've been treated to in this new version i really don't see how and why it's people wouldn't see this as a much better cut of the film
1: no i agree totally agree it's it's clearly a much better film and you know as you said it um watching this on the big screen for you know big sort of hd screen big speakers was a fantastic experience. Opened with a QA that lasted 20-25 minutes, which was really cool. Um and uh yeah I'm I'm glad I was able to experience this um on, on the big screen big screen I think you know for any Rocky fan that didn't get to see it I'm really sorry it's amazing. Um and just off air we were saying sort of like you know the hope, the dream and I'm I'm hope you know I can't believe they wouldn't this gets a physical special edition release um yeah you know there's loads to be done on here scene comparisons both versions of the film you know two discs both versions of the theatrical curtain the, the director's curtain uh screen comparisons that 90 minute documentary from youtube all kinds of bits and pieces Let's stick it on there get it on there mgm which is now owned by amazon so maybe not we'll see yeah um, there's no reason for them not to there's money to be mm. made and
0: you don't leave money on the table if you're a a successful uh, enterprise
1: like Amazon is, you know. Well, we Stallone even says that, doesn't he? Like when he was talking about it, I think it was in the Q&A, like he says, you know, yeah, he says, when, you, when you're young, you don't realise how much money you've left on the table. So clearly it's in his head, because he obviously will make money off it as well. Yeah. Um, he must be going like, no, why Why are you not releasing this? <laughs> exactly. Media?
0: Exactly. I'm sure they will. I mean, it's on Amazon now to to buy digitally, in HD. So it's, it mm-hmm. is available for home viewing now, but I, I am sure in the new year, there'll be a, a Blu-ray and a 4k disc release. Yeah. Like, like you said, there's, there's money to be made. There's a fam- it, and it, let's not forget as well. The cinema release was very limited, wasn't it? It was showing where we live and it was only on for a week and only limited showing. So a lot mm. of people just physically wouldn't have had the chance to go who perhaps did want to go. So, you know, I'm sure there's a, there's a, and at the end of the day, Rocky's one of the biggest and most successful film franchises out there anyway. It's got a fan base. So I'm sure we'll get it.
1: Yes. We have to, we have to, Scott. We do, yes. I'm hoping, fingers crossed. In the yeah. new year, as you say, we'll hopefully get an announcement. But yes, anyway, so that was, that's Rocky versus Drago. I think, you know, any final thoughts, Max, before we sort of, uh, before we sign out? I'm just very
0: grateful it exists. I'm so happy mm. that I got to see it. I mean, it, even if they'd have just re released the original cut. Uh, in the cinemas for for some random reason I would have gone to see that just for the treat of being able to sit on the big screen but just to see this version and sly with the benefit of 30 35 36 years hindsight and wisdom and experience being able to look at it with a more objective eye and see what needed improving see what needed taking it out putting this extra treasure in that just enhances the film so much. I'm just really grateful it exists, really grateful. And I just, it's one I'll watch and watch over again. I can't see now, Scott, me ever, if providing it does get a physical release, yeah. <laughs> when I want to watch Rocky Four, me going back to the original cut of this, I think for this for me now will be the version of the film I watch.
1: I think I, think I agree. No, I think you're right. I think yeah. um, I have thought about this. Because I was like, oh, okay, you know, if it was like you said, that extended edition where like this had gone to two hours, you know, you said, oh, I've decided okay. in an extra 40 minutes. It went to two hour film or whatever. I'd probably be like, yeah, do you know what? I'm probably going to go back and just watch the theatrical cut because it's got that punchiness. Mm-hmm. So it's got that pace. But no, this is still this is still 90 something minutes, 94 minutes, I think. And it's still got a great punchy sort of pace. It's still really good. It's just a better film. So yeah, no, I agree. I think this is now my c- in canon this is the the rocky four that i follow uh, as we go to the saga um so I th- yeah i think you're right i think i'll be going to this one going forward so even more reason that this needs a physical release <laughs> um because you know it needs it needs to become in canon um anyway, okay you know thank you max i really appreciate you coming on to talk about um about this i'm so glad we both got to see it um it's been a, a great conversation Thank you for having me, Scott. Yeah, it's been a blast. Thank you. Yeah. And as always, let's get that popping. Max, where can people find you and what have you got going on? Uh, Yeah,
0: you can find me on Twitter at Maxie Byrne, which is spelled M-A-X-Y-B-Y-R-N-E. If you go there, there's links to the various websites. I write bits and pieces for comic book reviews, articles, that kind of thing. And then there's also a link to the Comics in Motion podcast uh, network page which is on twitter at comics in motion p uh, where my podcast show mandatory marvel and dc can be found amongst a absolute litany of wonderful shows on that feed it's available on all the podcasting capturing apps whatever your app of choice is it's on there and there's
1: loads of varied content by some wonderful folks so by all means do check that out yes indeed do comics in motion is an absolute it's a it's a glut of pleasure that <laughs> Network and I'll tell you what, day in, day out, I'm often behind, unfortunately, because there's so much yeah, to it's uh it's got some fantastic stuff on, I always enjoy it. Uh so as always, there'll be links below for you to find out those things. But uh ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening along. And if you enjoyed this show, don't forget to leave a review. We appreciate all of our uh listeners, either be four stars, five stars, whatever you want to leave. Uh, just on whatever podcast catcher you use. Uh, But more importantly, we have got a Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash 20CGmedia. That's 20th 20th Century Geek Media. So that's slash 20CGmedia. And on there, we've got a whole wealth of podcasts. We've got uh, weekly trekking through the Twilight Zone. Me and Julian Darius giving our thoughts on the the very early episodes, the classic episodes of the Twilight Zone. Uh, My monthly 30-minute thoughts... And uh, create a corner, which recently I spoke with the voice of Janine Melnitz, uh, Laura Summer from the Real Ghostbusters. That'll be on in December, so wow. go check those out. All kinds of different bits and pieces. But uh, from now, Max, thank you very much. Uh, really appreciate you coming on, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, very much. thank you very much. And we'll talk again soon. Mm-hmm.